Good evening and welcome. It's Friday night. Hope everybody's got a great weekend plan. This is the Independence Gang. I'm your host, JV, along with co-host Britt Griffith, two terrific guest panelists tonight. You've seen them and heard them both before. We've got Sean and Juliet joining us. Juliet, did I get your uh, Twitter handle right? (laughs) There he is already. You did. You'd think think at this point, point I'd know everybody's Twitter handle. I just can't remember (laughs) him for the life of me, and I got to look him up every time. What were you going to say, Britt? Um, but I was going to say that Juliet got herself in a little bit of trouble today. <laughs> Juliet, do you want to tell the story? What? What happened? Sure. <laughs> well, I got a seven-day Twitter ban oh. for calling George Takai a bitter old hag. Indirectly. Indir- I just said bitter old hag is going to bitter old hag. And I got a seven-day ban what? for that. Isn't that nuts? That's crazy. It's not even that offensive. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> right? Look at That's that. That's not even so, so what no. I Yeah, and what I find amazing, so this is the, the tweet that uh, she got banned over, she was responding to. I mean, George Tataki was being a was Takai. being a jack wagon Takai. to William Shatner for <laughs> Takai, whatever. Takai. He doesn't have he doesn't deserve the respect to be called the right last name. Because he was he was degrading and, and insulting William Shatner, calling him unfit guinea pig. Yeah. After his little space flight, I think to Kai, to Cow, to whatever the fuck he wants to be called, is a little jealous that he didn't save his money to afford a ride into space like William Shatner did. So I think there's a little bit of jealousy going on there. But I do find it amazing that he gets to be insulting to someone. And then Juliet, because she's not a part of the elite Hollywood types, uh, gets hammered for basically calling him a hag because yeah. that's what he was he was being a hag yeah sean what's yeah. what's worse here sean an unfit guinea pig calling someone that or calling someone a hag i mean which where's the bigger offense um i think everyone needs to just let people call each other names and call it a day like yeah. i don't think anything's <laughs> got to be worse than the other let's uh, it, we're, have we resorted to canceling name calling on twitter I'm getting banned tomorrow, I guess, because I mean, like, I, I like, so uh, I do, you know, Nancy, you know, I, oh, I call Kathy Hochul Cuomo in a dress, you know what I mean? Like, it, 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 goodbye, can't do that anymore, you know. <laughs> Well, I think I think you're going to get banned because one day they're going to get confused when this is playing on Twitter and you're just going to get nuked. Well, here we are in the supermarket. We're standing here with the bare shelves. Look at it. There's absolutely nothing here. The shelves are bare. It's empty. It's empty like Sleepy Joe's brain when you think about it. There's absolutely nothing on the shelf. Look at it. Bare shelves all over the place. They say we're building back better. And yet we have nothing in the supermarkets. We're standing with the bare shelves. Bare shelves, Biden, okay? Empty shelves, Joe. It's a disgrace, believe me. Well, here we are in the supermarket. We're standing here with the bare shelves. Look at it. There's can confirm, okay? I can confirm that the story is true. Everybody knows it. We looked at it, and uh, quite frankly, we looked at the bare shelves. They were They were so bare. They were probably more bare than Kamala Harris when she was with Willie Brown. Okay? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's probably what happened. What do you think about it? So the shelves are so bare. Oh, my God. What, uh, goes, what goes on in your head? What, you what goes on in your head? Oh, I can't explain oh. it. Uh, I get into character. That was the first time I ever said that one. So- <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
and I got it. So, oh my God. So I do have a question. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I, I do have a question though. I mean, a legitimate question. Did, now, did you plan this and go to the store looking or were you just walking down the aisle shopping going, oh, I got an idea. Let's do this. I went into the store in search of and um, and in, in search of and expecting to find bare shelves somewhere with the full intent of, of recording a video just like that to put up fast because it was it was a thing everyone was empty shelves joe and i'm like you know i can i could do something with this and i did it and, you know i went in there and there were, there were people in the store that i said i saw them i was like listen guys give me give me a second i gotta do this recording real quick boom popped around bare shelves you see it it's incredible look at the shelves and then i got out of there and and uh i was like good night <laughs> see you later i don't know what they thought but they probably saw it today and they're like okay i think we saw him do that <laughs> wow that's something you see every day amazing but you know so are such are the times right oh such are the times all right well back yeah. to you jv take the show back right, before yeah, i run us down the ditch even more so you and i didn't really have much of a chance to pre-game on this stuff and i know that you wanted to talk about uh about uh, adam kinzinger right i mean i think you, you had that in your twitter uh, post I, so I did I did put it I did is it gonna is it gonna throw you off if I lead with that because that's what I had nope, as my lead nope, hammer okay. down all right let's talk about this cuddle muffin here uh this this is the uh the poster boy for I don't even even know what but Adam King Kinzinger who is a notorious anti-Trump Republican he's a rhino he's on the January 6th commission one of two Republicans the other one of course Liz Cheney of Wyoming another uh, rhino Republican uh, uh, institutional deep state uh, career politician career family uh, politicians uh, well it turns out the Democrats aren't doing uh, Adam Kinzinger any favors they have redistrict in Illinois. Now, Illinois lost a, lost a congressional seat due to population decline, the first population decline in 200 years. But Democrats in the Illinois state legislature released their proposed new congressional district maps, which place Republican Adam Kinzinger in a Democratic district and force him to run against a, an incumbent who is very, very likely to defeat him. Juliet, do you think uh, Kinzinger thought by being woke by being part of this Gen 6 commission, by going after Trump every opportunity, by crying when it was appropriate? Do you think he thought he was going to avoid this? Or or is he not even that stupid? Because he seems that stupid. Oh, I think he's that stupid. I really think he thought if he played ball, they'd reward him and he'd keep his seat and everything. He'd be happy. And no, no, like, of course they were going to go after him. He's not on their side, even when he pretends to be. So I'm not surprised by this at all, but I'm, you know, sometimes I do take joy in other people's failures. <laughs> I'm happy to see him go. I'm sure he'll be replaced by somebody worse, but, you know, such are the times. Sean, one of the mistakes the Republicans tend to make over and over again, they think if they if they take on a, a liberal cause or they do something nice for the Democrats, that somehow the Democrats and the liberals are going to, in, in, in exchange for that, like them, support them. That never happens. That you Republicans can pretend to be Democrats all they want. The Democrats will still vote for the Democrat. That's right. I mean, they what they do is they think, like you said, but that by playing nice with the left, that the left isn't going to eat them. The, the problem is if you the minute you step out of line a little bit, you're, you're going to get eaten. Like, you know, it just ask Nicki Minaj, a vocal Biden supporter just came out and said, I don't want to take the vaccine because of her own personal choices and her own personal reasons. And the left, they, she's off Twitter. 
You know, they took her down. They canceled her. You know, you can't. It's Frankenstein now. The monster's out. The monster's out, and nobody is safe. And that's what's happening when you watch certain, you know, basketball players. You're dealing with uh, Kyrie Irving. He can't play basketball at home because he's not vaccinated. And, you know, this is getting ridiculous. And, of course, you know, they call him a conspiracy theorist. But you could be nice to the left for so long. The minute you step out of line, you're done. You're done for. And that's what we're seeing. Britt, they redrew this map. They not only put uh, Adam Kinzinger into a district where he is very most likely, I mean, it's very little chance he can defeat a Democrat incumbent in this Democrat district that he's been redrawn into. And in addition to that, the redistricting map took two other Republican Congress persons and put them into the same district. So they have to run against each other. So how many times have we heard the shrill voices of liberals and Democrats saying the Republican legislatures around the country can't be trusted to redistrict because it's unfair. Yet Illinois seems to be just fine with the Democrats doing it the other way. I was thinking the exact same thoughts as you were articulating them out. Uh, What goes around comes around. Uh, Careful what you wish for. Um, Do unto others as I mean, uh, yeah, th- this is the, this is this is why elections have consequences. The way our system is set up is that whoever controls the house, the state level houses, uh, the state level congresses, uh, uh, what is it? It's um the state legislature. What do they call it on the state? It's the state senate, state legislature. Thank you. Uh, whoever controls the state legislature gets to control the redistricting when that time comes up. So con- uh, elections have consequences. Republicans have done pretty well in the, at the state level. So we control a lot more. But here we go. I mean, we have Illinois, one of the most corrupt states on the planet. Um, and they just hammered down and basically eliminated two Republicans from Congress uh, at a minimum from that state. So they did it. I don't want to hear them say anything else about gerrymandering in any other states. I don't want to hear it because if they're in charge, they get to do it. That's just the way the game is played. And here we are. And, you know, one thing about Adam Kissinger, I've met Adam Kissinger. I've hung out with Adam Kissinger. He was a huge Ghost Hunters fan or is a huge Ghost Hunters fan. He is actually a genuinely nice guy and he is genuinely intelligent. Um, I just think that he is, uh, uh, he, he played some, the, he played the politics wrong this time. He, he, he went, uh, he backed the wrong people or he got in bed with the wrong people. I don't know how you want to word it, but, but he is genuinely a nice guy. And he's actually intelligent. I had some great conversations with him about politics, as I'm hugely into politics, even back then. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I absolutely disagree with what he did. I disagreed with him hating Trump. Um, I would still have a beer with the guy because he is a cool he is a cool dude. He's just wrong when it came to Trump and where our country's going, in my mind. Juliet, one We're of the things I learned mind. about Adam Kinzinger uh, as I was reading this article and looking up some more information about him is that he was actually he actually defeated uh, a Democrat incumbent to win in 2010, and then he had to do primary a Republican incumbent to win in the primary, and which in turn again he won the congressional seat because of redistricting in 2010. So he's been down this road before. However, he won because he had the support of the Tea Party. How much of a Tea Party candidate do you think he looks like now? Oh, yeah, that's not going to it's not going to float for him anymore. Is it? I don't know. how. Yeah, I think you're right, Brett. I think he played politics wrong. I'm not exactly sure why he did it this way. I mean, maybe he just that's just what he believed in. I don't know. But he definitely shot himself in the foot with this whole maneuver. And 
it's funny they keep redistricting around him. They must not like him very much. Mm. I, I was going He's to move. Effective. I was going to move on, but I, I have to ask this, Sean. Do you think Kinzinger? I mean. He had to recognize early on the kind of blowback he would he was going to get, but he didn't he didn't back off of this Trump criticism. In fact, he went as far as you can possibly go by accepting the appointment on the January sixth committee, basically thumbing his nose at the Republican leadership in the House of Representatives, Kevin McCarthy and crew. He just said, "Fuck you! I'm going to go on this committee uh, because I hate Trump." So if 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 he just made a mistake along the way, you think he would have corrected course? He didn't choose that option. No, you know, he, he he doesn't think he's making a mistake. He thinks he's being righteous, you know, because he's getting attention and he's getting attention from Trump and he's getting attention from people like us, too. We're talking about him. I mean, that's exactly what he wants. He wants us to talk about him and we are. But we're talking about him and we're shaming him because he's a clown and he's a fool, um, <laughs> you know, and, and he, he doesn't get it. And I'm sure the people in his district don't like that and they're going to take action. And that's the way, you know, you want to be a Democrat, buddy? That's how the democratic process works, right? You know, that you're going to get voted out. The majority is going to say, we don't like you anymore. And if you think the left is going to run you as a Democrat, you're out of your mind. Because remember, that's not that's not what they do. They, they want you to just fall in line. You're now one of them. You're now their drone. Adam Kinzinger's career is, is going to be over. Moving on, Britt, Biden's Supreme Court Commission has issued its preliminary report. The official report has not been issued yet, but some information is out. And the commission, made up of 36 members, said that the uh, Congress has every right to change the number of justices on the Supreme Court to whatever they feel is appropriate, whenever they feel it's appropriate. However, they are completely divided doesn't say if it's split or evenly or not, but it says the commission is divided on the issue of whether that's an appropriate action to take or not. Uh, we are heading into make or break time for Biden's agenda. He needs the filibuster to go away. He needs the Supreme Court to be on his side. How far do you think they take this? Well, this is a trial balloon that they're floating uh, to see what happens and see what the blowback is. Uh, he is everything, every decision he has made so far in his presidency has blown back on him in a negative way. I don't, I cannot think of one thing that he has done that a majority of people in this country think was the right thing to do. I mean, obviously his 33% cult followers, he can do no wrong. Uh, they'll even watch him swim naked in a pool as he does apparently often at the white house. Um, so I think they're, they're, they're trial ballooning this. Uh, they're hoping to soften, uh, what, what do they call that? Preparing the battlefield. Uh, they're trying to soften it and see if they can get it through. Soften the uh, resistance. I do think, soften the resistance. But I do think there is the, I read, I heard somewhere today that, that Congress, something has to be done in Congress to, to make it official. I don't think the White House can just say, we're doing this. It has to go through Congress, if I remember correctly. And I, I, I you know, I don't, I don't. This is highly unpopular in the polling, especially with independents. I mean, obviously, the Republicans are like 98% or something like that, which makes me wonder who the 2% that are okay with it. But, but the independents, it's like 60-something percent are against this. And then even Democrats have kind of a high, a high threshold of being against it. So, so I don't see how the, 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 the Democrats in moderate areas can get away with supporting this. Therefore, I don't, I don't see it going anywhere. But they're trying. They're trying to see what they're trying to, to, get, to get the momentum going and see if they can you know, soften the battlefield to push it through. Because they will if they can. If they can pull this off, they will do it. I'm going to skip Juliet for a minute because I want her to handle the next one. But, uh, Sean, 
Biden is uh, notoriously quoted as saying president we're talking about president roosevelt when he had uh, tried to pack the supreme court he says president roosevelt this was back in 1983 i believe president Ro- roosevelt clearly had the right to send the united states senate and the congress a proposal to pack the court it was totally within his right to do that he violated no law he was legalistically absolutely correct but it was a bonehead idea it was a terrible terrible mistake to make yet here is bonehead joe biden uh considering the same option of course, because the Democrats, you know, they, these are people who like to pretend that they have standards, but they don't, right? They're, they're goalpost movers. You'll never be able to play a game on, on the same playing field. It, it won't end on the same playing field that it started on, okay? It, it's just, it, it, there. it's an ever-evolving philosophy, whereas conservatives have one philosophy, boom. You have the Constitution, you have life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You've got, you know, all of your your, your civil rights, your God-given rights, your unalienable rights, and all, and all of this, right? Liberty. You have that. We govern with the Constitution. The left is always morphing their interpretation of the Constitution every single chance they get. And they keep morphing the interpretation instead of a, a document that allows, that confine or constricts their power. And it's a document that now gives them power. That's how they use the Constitution. They use it to assume power, not to know where they actually lie. That's what they're doing, and and this is what they're going to continue to do. It just, we have to we have to call it out. You have to call it out. All right, Julia. Changing topics here. This one's this one's. Uh, I'm especially interested in your opinion on here. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg has been on paid leave for months. All while this, quote unquote, supply chain crisis continues to escalate. Remember, Pete Buttigieg as transportation secretary is really the ultimate uh, cabinet member when it comes to handling this crisis. But yet he and his husband have two what they're calling newborns. Uh, they're, I guess they're I, I don't know what I, I guess they're newborns um, and they both need to be home with them for months at a time, Juliet, months at a time. Now, I just want to say one thing without trying to without. Stepping into uh, a hornet's nest here. Uh, one of the reasons that I think women get generous maternity leave benefits or should get them is because the process of labor is difficult, right? I mean, recovering from that is as difficult as recovering from any major surgery. Uh-huh. And they deserve that time to recover from that. So I'm not sure, so sure what uh, Pete Buttigieg is recovering from here. Honestly, it's like insane to me and that nobody, I mean, just in the past day or two, people are kind of starting to get annoyed by this. But I mean, it's, it's, I can't remember when the babies were born, but it's been a little while and we're having kind of major issues in his department. Um, it's insanity to me. Look, I, I used to work in restaurants. I used to see people in my kitchens especially that would have a baby and be back to work within like six weeks because they had to work so the thought of somebody that has a position that important in our government taking paternity leave for all this time it's just insanity to me but everything is right now i don't know i feel like we are in bizarro world brit uh he's been gone for two months basically He's, he's been gone on this on this paternity leave for two months, basically. Uh, they and, and this is according to a spokesperson from his office. We previously didn't announce it, but the secretary has actually been on paid leave since mid-August to spend time with his husband, Chastin, and their two newborn babies. Uh, 
let's say you know if, if if we were if we were going to war but but the president in this case biden had a had a new baby would he be able to just take two months off and go and go be a dad uh, is that okay well i got a couple thoughts on this number one i mean i know that that the maternity leave the 12 weeks was for women because they're basically passing a bowling ball through their you know nether regions um so there's some importance to give give them that time off and protect their job I don't understand why he couldn't have come back sooner because when he was pregnant, he was able to do the job. You should say that. No, honestly, here's my thought process on it. Can we put the whole fucking government on paternity leave? Yeah. Every single one of them. All 535 of them. Send by. Send them all the beer. Send them all home. Send them all home for three months. We, the people, will figure this shit out. We will do a lot. We, our lives are the working class people. The working class people. All of us here on the show, all the people listening to the show, we will be better off if the entire government went on four weeks of five, 12. Yeah, if I, go go for a whole, I will give them a whole year paid. Just go. Get out days. of D.C., shut the whole days. thing down. We will be fine. We will survive. We will figure this out. <laughs> yeah, 15 days to slow the spread. You know what? How about a year <laughs> we to let us Congress fix our shit? Yeah, let's close <laughs> Congress for 15 yeah. days. And then we'll push yeah. it to 45 days. And then we'll push it to like where we're at now, which is like 580 days. And we won't be in debt anymore. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we may yeah, actually I, be able I, to balance yeah, we, we won't. No, but, but, I'm, but I'm serious. I am serious as a fucking heart attack. Serious as a heart attack. Send them all home. The entire fucking lot of them. They're the ones screwing everything up. We, we would be better off without, without Congress meddling in anything and just letting this shit in the world go adrift. We would be better off. You know, I've been, I, I think I went from red pill to black pilled. Um, I started following Michael Malice. I saw him on Glenn Beck today and then went down the rabbit hole of Michael Malice podcast. And he is an, he's an anarchist. I, I found my political party. I am an anarchist. I am a Michael Malice anarchist. That dude has got some great ideas. And you know what? We start with just, just sending half the, just getting rid of the government. We don't need them. Because they screw everything up and all they do is oppress us. Now, the rich people on top, they will be greatly affected if we sent the entire government home. That's why they don't go home. I've, I've, often, I've often been a proponent of gridlock. And when people complain about government gridlock, I say, stop complaining. This is the best thing. When they, when they can't get anything done, it's the best fucking thing. Uh, Sean, not only yes. uh, did, the, did Buttigieg's office say that he's going to continue to take more time over the coming weeks to support his husband and take care of uh, their new children, um, but the White House is actually defending all of this, and Saki went as far as calling Buttigieg a role model for taking so much time off after he and his husband had baby twins. Oh, I don't even know how to talk about this other than to just... this. Uh, like <laughs> it's so it's so ridiculous because 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 <laughs> right I'm, <just> there. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm speechless I'm resorting to the freaking Wizard of Oz like what is this and we might as well be in Munchkin Land with this crap at this point like it's a it, so okay yes okay birthing person whatever the genders are now somehow there's two dudes and now there's kids so that's that's interesting okay adoption that's beautiful wonderful take care of the kids but like the time off and the 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 this is a role model i don't i i don't think this is a role model i don't think this is a role model at all i think hard work is a good thing to model yourself after but of course he's not a role model because you know uh, pippi longstocking uh, Little Red Lying Hood, uh, 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 Peppermint Patty, 
you know, <laughs> ain't no circle back girl said she's a role model. So everything that she says isn't true. I, I, this is just ridiculous. Like, I, where are we? We have much bigger things to worry about than the than boot edge edge. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Juliet, I'll let you take this and then Britt, you can take it. But uh, White House Communications Director Kate Bedingfield said uh, to call parenting your newborns being MIA is to render invisible every single working parent in this country. Uh, you know, it's one thing to be an insurance agent and take off a few weeks because you've had a baby, whether you're male or female. That's I can understand when you're the transportation secretary and there's a national crisis brewing brewing that your department has more authority and responsibility for than any other. It seems like you might want to cut the two months or three months or whatever it is of paternity leave a little short to get to get uh, working for the American people. Uh, you would think so. And, you know, look, I before I was a bartender, I was a nanny. I can almost guarantee that these guys have nannies. They have help. It's not because they are just both up around the clock taking care of these infants like nonsense. That's not what ha what is happening. Like if they're using this to like virtual virtue signal equality and blah 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 like I mean I can see straight through all of this and I mean just to even bring up working families to defend <laughs> this situation is in, is is just what are you talking about? Most working families don't have the luxury of both parents being home for very long, if at all. Some people, you know, maybe take their two weeks vacation and use that to give themselves some time. But realistically, working families are working as soon as they can. So, JV, can you put the photo back up of, of Buddha Jijijijij? It looks like a he, he, this strike. No, not 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 that one. The the solo one, um, the the solo one of him alone. Because it, it really that does that not look like a young Mister Bean? It reminds me of Mister Bean. You know the the the, the smacked hard lips. The, the the look. I mean the hairdo. He, he's he, this must Ooh. he he must be related to the Bean family somehow. Um. But uh, yeah, uh, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, JV. Uh, maternity leave is only for the birthing person, which would be the woman, the mother who gave birth, right? The 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 fathers don't get to take twelve weeks off paid, right? That's not protected by law, right? New York, I don't, you do. Yeah, I don't know what the most recent regulations are. I do know in this infrastructure bill, they do have a part of it that is supposed to provide clarity on this, and and it's allowing family medical leave for any of these things for any member of the family. So I think that right now it depends on the state, it depends on the governing authority, but I think that the they're looking to change it now with this new bill. Alright, well, this is all I'm going to say about this. Uh, uh, Buttigieg is a moron, and he wouldn't solve the problem anyways, but this transportation problem, this bottleneck is going to kill people this winter. There will be people dying, freezing to death in their homes because of energy problems. There are going to be people that are going to starve to death because there's not enough food to go around for the people who have homes and have jobs. We're not going to be giving as much to the homeless, so a lot of homeless are going to die. There's going to be blood on Joe Biden's hands and his administration's hands because they are completely incompetent or absolutely 100% evil. I don't know which, but either way, it's going to equal dead Americans. And that's that's all I got to say with that. So I'm jumping subjects here. We're going to jump across the CJV. You and I had this conversation last night about all the pollution, uh, all this, the trash being dumped into rivers and the Chinese pollution. So here we go. Rebel News. China flips the green uh, the, the, the greeniacs, the middle finger. Uh, China uh, announces construction of more coal plants ahead of the U.N. climate uh, climate. 
whatever that meeting they're having, and the UN saying that uh, if we don't get uh, this uh, this this uh, CO2 problem under control by 2030, we're all dead. You know, the, the the whole die, the whole we're all dying, we're all dying, and and we've we've lived through three dying events from them. So, so Sean, <laughs> China says double F you, but we're all kissing China's ass. I don't get it. Why are the greenies? That's why aren't the greenies over in China protesting this? Well, uh, well, you're not allowed to protest in China. Come on, you can't do that. And then we can't even talk about China without being called. Right? You can't even say the virus came from China. You have to say that it came from bat soup, and you can't announce where the bat came from because then you're a conspiracy theorist. China has so much influence everywhere because they've they've got everyone's debt. Well, they've got all of our debt, right? So they have that hanging over our head. You know, and they have the fact that we have a weak, I would say, a puppet on that's acting on behalf of China. We know how much money ten percent for the big guy, right? So anytime China flips us the double barrel, it, it you know they're. We're just, okay, sure. Like, and the only time we didn't take it from China was when Trump was in office, you know, and, and he, he kind of at least settled them down or held them in check. I, I don't know if he actually gained an upper hand or not, but there was a trade deal in place. You know, they were buying rice from us. We were selling rice to China. All right. That's an interesting development, isn't it? And, you know, uh, we started to make progress. We at least <laughs> Hold on. To time out. Time out. Yeah. Time out. Time out, Sean. That, that point yeah. right there needs to be reiterated. China, uh, Trump sold rice to China. It's He's, called the art of the That deal. dude could sell snow to an Eskimo. Listen to me, Brett, okay? Uh, I have I wrote a book. It's a big, beautiful book, and it's called The Art of the Deal, and we know how to make great deals, and so we were actually selling rice to China, and... Uh, they were buying rice from us. Imagine that. We are selling rice to China, and then uh, they're buying the rice uh, because we took the tariffs, okay? We did the tariffs. So that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> and now they're just like, yeah, we're just, okay, China, that's fine. It, okay, fine. And so America takes bows now. We take knees and we take a bow. It's, it's sickening. Yeah, so, God, you totally jacked up my train of thought with the Trump visit. Uh, so, Juliet, so, Juliet, so I understand why, why, why we, America, are bending the knee to China. I understand all that Joe's compromise, his son, you know, the whole nine yards, you know, we worship China, apparently, at the, at the D.C. government level. But what about the rest of the world? I mean, the U.N. is forever been hammering us about our pollution. You know, Canada, all these other countries have been, oh, America, how come they are not, how come the rest of the world won't just band together and get on China for all this pollution? <laughs> JV, do you have the crazy train button out? It's ready. ready. <laughs> it's ready. <laughs> um, why? Because the whole purpose of the climate change stuff is to weaken the United States which we have all the natural resources we could ever need. We don't we don't need to deal with other countries for anything, but because of climate change we're trying to, you know, save the planet all this stuff. Meanwhile, China does whatever it wants. So the point of this is that they weaken us by not letting us use the natural resources we already have while China's getting stronger. And that's why nobody calls them out on it at all. I mean, everybody else is like crippling their economies, trying to meet these ridiculous goals. And China's got cities where they can't even walk around without, you know, respirators on because the pollution is so bad. It's crazy. I didn't right. get it. Yeah, nothing <laughs> didn't in there. The nothing yeah, in there. It's just crazy. 
Now the, no, it's all accurate. So JV, so JV, so taking what piggybacking off of Juliet's comment about the economy wrecking economies, we have destroyed our economy for this environment wacko stuff. We we really have, and then COVID just really hit the exclamation point on the end of it. Do you ever see a day where China will will uh, follow the greeniacs, as that reporter called the greeniacs? I love that term. Will ever bow to the greeniacs or listen to the greeniacs and, and, and do anything difficult that might make their economy sputter a little bit to appease them, or will China just execute them? The only way they would possibly even consider doing that is if it, and somehow it gave them an advantage over everybody else. But beyond that, there's absolutely no way they will listen to any of these people. They will act according to any uh, the demands of any of these people, or they you even can take any of these people seriously. They're just not going to do it. Before I get into uh, much else here, I just want to mention that uh, Sean Joe in our Foxhole chat uh, donated a cookie. Thank you so much for doing that. We love the cookies. We love them. Um, My belly. The reason. The reason. The reason. The world. The reason. The world. Whether it's the United States, whether it's Western Europe, or any other nation that seems to give China a pass and all this stuff is because China makes everybody's shit. That's why. It's the supply lines from China that keep economies moving, keep people happy because they can buy their Amazon packages, all that stuff. If, if they impugn China, if they go after China, that stuff comes to a halt. And we don't make it here. Western Europe doesn't make it anymore. Nobody's making anything. China's making everything. And they can't risk that spigot being turned off. Uh, I've said a hundred times. If we're going to invest any money in anything that resembles infrastructure, if we're talking about trillions of dollars, every dime of that should go into re, uh, repatriating the factories and the jobs and the businesses that are now in China, bringing them back here and provide our middle class with those jobs, make those products here, and, and, uh, and make this economy self-sufficient again. That's what we need to be doing. But that's, the, that's what's going on. I mean, there's two things. One is... These governments know that if they were making the stuff here, they'd have to deal with the environmental stuff. So let China be the bad guy with the smoke smokestacks and the pollution. And they also know that if they piss off China, they lose all this cheap labor, all this, uh, all these products that come in for pennies on the dollar, and uh, they just can't, they just can't weather that. Okay, changing subjects, changing subjects. We're going to move because we're not on YouTube because they suspended us. Uh, we're going to talk about some COVID stuff because we can now not have to worry about it. So, Sean, so uh, a few days ago, uh, there is uh, this study that comes out of, this is from the Jerusalem Post. So this is a study out of, uh, out of uh, Israel where they studied a, a little over 500 patients. Aspirin, uh, aspirin lowers risk of COVID. New finding supports preliminary Israeli trial. So basically, they, they studied uh, people who have been taking low-dose aspirin for other reasons than COVID. Like, uh, they're older, and they're trying to uh, ward off the first heart attack or strokes and whatnot, so they take a low-dose aspirin what to not? thin the blood a little bit. Well, what not? Uh, the treatment <laughs> reduces the risk of reaching mechanical ventilation by 44%. Admissions were lowered by 43% in that study group. And overall, hosp hospital mortality rate was 47%. So this came out on October 6th, and it kind of made the rounds. And then six days later, here comes the good old United States. Task Force issues draft recommendation statement on aspirin use to prevent uh, cardio, uh, cardiovascular disease. Uh, basically, on October 12th, a panel of experts are saying no more low-dose aspirin for the elderly because they might bleed out. So something we've done since the 70s, six days from it being 
this the from it being figured out that it's good for COVID fighting, all of a sudden is no longer good and we should stop doing it. How rigged is the system? Well, there's no money in drugs that already exist, right? There's no money for Gilead Pharmaceuticals or Pfizer or Moderna or Johnson & Johnson or AstraZeneca, who's being bought by Pfizer, for those of you who don't know. They are going to be acquired by Pfizer. Um, so, you know, Pfizer's taking over in that in that realm. But, uh, you know, there's no money in 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 it for Pfizer if people are just going to take aspirin there's you know Bayer Bayer's got that one on on lockdown right and i'm sure you know the next virus will come out and it'll be their their turn to save the world but nobody nobody makes money off of hydroxychloroquine <clears throat> nobody's going to make money off of the ivermectin it's 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 not expensive there's no money in it there's money in monoclonal antibodies they work remdesivir might work uh you know and and these vaccines, we know, kind of don't. Everyone's still getting sick. I've seen it happen. You know, I, I've been around someone who had it yeah. and intentionally exposed and my antibodies kicked ass. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm set. There you go. Rock on. This is Juliet. So uh, more COVID news. So uh, so here we go. Uh, starting Monday, day of vaccine deadline, Seattle Public Schools is canceling 142 bus routes due to driver shortage. Special education... McKinley Vinto, families experiencing homelessness and foster students will not be impacted. So they're going to make sure that they take care of all of them to get to school. But if but if you if, if you're of means, if you have to go to work and earn a living and pay taxes, you know what? The buses aren't coming for your kids. So now you have to miss school, miss payroll, uh, you know, lose money because, you know, uh, you weren't a good person, apparently, or good enough. And then we also have this one right here. 50% uh, of law enforcement will be cut in Chicago at midnight tonight. They've officially uh, lied to you about uh, taxes and Basically, she's this reporter uh, is the vaccine mandate goes in uh, goes in uh, goes into effect tonight uh, for Chicago and 50 percent of the police force is uh, not getting it. So they are uh, walking off the force. So my question to you, Juliet, is how far does this go? How much train wreck happens? How much insanity are we as a country going to let happen before we go a timeout? No more. We're done. You know, it's hard to say, but I will say we need to start translating the statements they make. Like, to me, that says 50% of the Chicago police force is standing up. I doubt 50% are actually unvaccinated. I don't know. But, like, I would say we've got people starting to stand up in all the right areas. Like, please do. Like, I know it sucks to get fired, but... We've got police officers that are saying, you know what, fine, fire me. I'm not doing it. And apparently we have a whole bunch of bus drivers in Seattle that are also saying, that's fine, fire me. I'm not taking it. So it's spreading, but they're not, they're, they're keeping it out of the public consciousness because, you know, it's, oh, we'll have driver shortages. We can, we understand what that means. That means that people are quitting over the mandate. So I'm glad right. to see it, but we need to. I don't know. I feel like a lot of people are oblivious and they need that pointed out to them that like what that really means is people are standing up. So you're not alone. It's we just need more right. people. And to that do was just, this. 
Yeah, and that was just two articles out of about seven that I saw in my quick search today. So there's more of it going on all over the country. You know, we can go down the you know the airline stuff that's going on with Southwest American Airlines now and some of the airports. There's an airport where the entire restaurant staff that services the entire airport didn't show up to work because they weren't doing it. I am personally vaxxed. I, I'm not a va an anti-vaxxer. I will never carry papers. I will never show papers. I will be arrested first. I will, even though I'm vaxxed. I will never carry papers. And I think there's a lot of people like me that are like, eh, that's mm -hmm. no big deal. But oh, hell no. On Even my liberal girlfriend is fucking lit over the whole papers <laughs> thing. I mean, she's totally pro-vax and everybody should get vaxxed. But this paper thing, she's lost her mind over either. We're not going to a concert because they require it. So um, there's that. So JV, so another uh, little bit of news from a different angle on Z-COVID. So do you remember all these big events that have happened? These big football games, these big concerts, these big... Was, was there ever a mass COVID outbreak in any of these states or cities where this all went down? Hundreds of thousands of people together? I'm glad you asked that because I had a conversation within the last 48 hours, and I'm trying to rack my brain as to who it was with. But I had gone to Sturgis uh, over the summer in August, right. and Sturgis was one of those events that was going to be a major COVID super spreader. And I mentioned to this person that I went to I went to Sturgis, and it was this look of fear, and almost as though they took a step back, like they couldn't stand that close to me because I had been at Sturgis, and uh, and I said, you know, first of all, uh, that whole thing was a lie. Secondly, when I was at Sturgis, I was on my motorcycle with a helmet on. You know, the, my chances of coming in contact with anybody who might be spreading COVID were basically non-existent. We didn't go to restaurants. We didn't do any, do any of that stuff because it just, you know, you're not there to do that. You're there to ride your motorcycle. So Sturgis is a perfect example of that. I have not heard any of these news anchors or these people that were talking about this being, you know, an apocalyptic event for COVID last year or this year come on and say, oh, geez, we were wrong about that. It really didn't do much of anything to, to increase COVID numbers. The virus seems to be doing what the virus is going to do regardless. Yep. Regardless of, of lockdowns, regardless of social distancing, regardless of masks, and maybe even regardless of uh, vaccinations, since we see a lot of people who have been vaccinated and getting the virus as well. So, uh, you know, I don't know what to say. I don't know if you had something else to go, but I did want to touch on something else you said go. there. Go. Because I did have this story, which it ties, it ties right into what you're saying here, because this isn't just affecting, you know, private sector things. And even though bus driving for schools isn't necessarily private sector, it is a government job, but it's still not military. But the military itself is getting ready to discharge hundreds of thousands of soldiers, sailors, Air Force members and Marines because they, too, are refusing to get the vaccination. Uh, I'm going to hold any questions on this uh, till uh, you're done, Britt, but I do have a point that I wanted to make because I did a little math here. This story that so I go have... Around, go around on that. Okay, well, this, sto that this, story, on that. this story that I have here about uh, the Navy specifically getting ready to discharge uh, about 100,000 Navy personnel, I think is the figure. They say that there have been 14 active duty deaths from COVID. Out of 48,231 cases, that is three one-hundredths of a percent. Three one-hundredths of a percent. So it's not 1%, it's actually 0.03%. Wow. Three one-hundredths of a percent. That's how insignificant these numbers are. Yet they're willing 
to not just discharge these these members of our armed services, but discharge them without pensions, without uh, without honorable discharges, so they don't get the benefit of their of their uh, service record. All for this. It's just it's unbelievable to me. So, Sean, how does this? I mean. Put yourself in a vet's shoes. I don't know if you have any military experience, but I'm sure you've got friends that do. How do these people feel after they've put their lives on the line for America, American freedom, and American uh, uh, citizens, and here they are being treated like this by their government? Well, you, I have. I know people who are serving. I know people who have served. I know people who have served a long time ago. Um, you know, they're all pretty much in agreement that that what the government is doing to the military right now is disgusting. You know, forcing this vaccination or dishonorably discharging and 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 just kind of, you know, kicking them right out. And it's they're purging the military because the people that they dishonorably discharge are not allowed to own guns, right? Which is every obviously obviously what the the scheme has always been. Uh, but they're disgusted. Most people who hear about this, whether you're a civilian or you're a veteran or you're serving right now, the general consensus is that it's disgusting. Juliet, we know uh, what General Milley has said and talking about white rage, reading books about white supremacy, white privilege. The Secretary of uh, Defense, Austin, is talking about rooting out domestic terrorism, terrorists and extremists within the ranks of the military. Biden uh, executes an Afghanistan withdrawal that is absolutely a disaster. It kills 13 U.S. service members unneed, uh, unnecessarily. It strands American uh, civilians behind. At what point do we call this commander-in-chief completely incompetent and uh, recognize the fact he shouldn't be there? Oh, a long time ago at this point, honestly. I mean, I, just, I feel so... I have so much compassion for the military guys, especially the ones that are active right now, because... I just can't imagine taking the oaths that they take and signing up and, you know, doing everything they do to just have your own country turn on you like this and have nobody to turn to to point. I mean, this is just so ridiculous on every facet of this situation. And they're just there's no one they can really turn to. All they can do is leave dishonorably and it was all a waste it's got to be infuriating Brit, for two, them especially infuriating for me but Brit, two things here uh when these deadlines come and these service members are discharged that's an immediate hit to our armed forces a significant hit to our readiness and our preparedness for any type of international crisis how put your put your hat on put the tinfoil hat on for a minute here how do the bad actors in the world, China, Iran, others, react when a couple hundred thousand U.S. service personnel are, 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 are kicked out of the service almost overnight? Right. So so real quick, um, I read an article when I was pulling. <clears throat> they are not getting dishonorably discharged. It's not honorable. It's not dishonorable. It's a separation. It's a separation. It's a separation. Yeah, it's an administration thing. So... They do lose their benefits, but they, they. But it's not like they're going to lose their rights to you know firearms and stuff like that. But it's, but it's also it, it's not bad. It's not good. It's just a, it's a weird thing. Um, it these, and this article was talking about how many pilots, like fighter pilots and whatnot, special forces what people. I mean, it's a it's a <laughs> lot of highly trained people that that we as a government, we as a people. 
have given our government taxpayer monies to train these people. Some of these people, these fighter pilots, it's $70,000, $90,000 in schooling to get them to do what they, that we're just throwing away times, you know, several thousand. I mean, how much money are we pissing away for this virus that is 0.03% in that particular age group or 0.002% for the younger, 18 and, un and under? This is insanity and people need to wake up. But this is what they want. This is what the machine wants. They, they are literally purging people that will not just say, yes, sir, let me lick your boot as I run my dagger or run my, my uh, bayonet through fellow citizens because they won't conform to whatever, whatever. So they're getting what they want. They're doing what they want. It's going to cost us a lot of money. We're going to degrade our military. We're going to lose a whole bunch of experience. We're going to lose fighter jets. People that can dogfight and whatnot. We're going to lose, you know, people that can strategically whatnot. plan have been there. This is all completely bad. All completely bad. Oh, my God, you're killing me. Um, you're killing me is yeah, really what's happening go. here. Uh, but, Britt, but Britt, again, just quickly, what does, what is, is this, I mean, this is a golden opportunity for China to take some kind of action to move in oh on ta Taiwan well, when the U.S. military is well, in disarray. They're, they're totally doing it. Oh, yeah, they're totally yeah. doing it. They're totally going to do it. They they are planning. They are running. They are running fighter jets through Taiwanese air jet uh, airspace to see what happens. Uh, they are they are practicing beaching drills right now in the hundreds of thousands. They're moving troops around right now. Yeah, no, this is going to happen. And think about this. This is what you fucking people that are asleep need to wake up. Everybody that's watching us, you need to punch your liberal friends in the throats right now. <laughs> Taiwan produces ninety percent of the computer chips that are used in the world. Computer chips are in everything, all the way from pacemakers to dialysis machines to our refrigerators to our cars to our computers. Taiwan produces 90% of them. You know who produces 9.5% of the rest? China. So when China takes over Taiwan, they own the computer chip market. We are going to have to bend over and take whatever they give us, or we have to deal without chips. Now, everyone's like, well, just why don't we just start making chips here? Making computer chips is so dirty. It's almost dirty. It's actually dirtier than making steel, having steel plants. Our, the environmentalists have hamstrung our country to a point where we cannot make computer chips here. We can't even make our own steel here to, to, for fortification, but we can't make our own computer chips. And hey, all you kids, all you little fucking kids watching us on Twitch right now that are playing your Xboxes and whatnot, all that goes away. What not? No more Xbox. <laughs> no more computer. No more internet. Are you ready for that? Are you ready to not ha be able to play your Fortnite or your Rust or your, you know, Command and Conquer or what? Or what's the other one? Uh, uh, Call of Duty, because that's coming. Because China will own everything when it comes to computers. What's this? Oh, that's your executive order oh authorizing full use of our nuclear deterrent, sir. <laughs> Are you out of your mind? I'm not going to start a war. We're already at war, sir. We have to nuke them. We have to nuke them now. There he is. There he is. The warmonger. Uh, but you're right. You're right. Uh, I, but am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. No. Not wrong. I am not. But oh. it's fun. It's fun to play that video. Hey, uh, Sean. So you probably heard about this. Federal buildings were breached by activists on Thursday. Uh, oh, my God. A bunch of people who are climate activists, indigenous uh, folks, they say they were, and they uh, broke into a couple federal buildings, uh, did a sit-in, wouldn't leave. The police didn't get violent there was they didn't call for reinforcements they didn't do anything and nobody talked about it isn't this an insurrection sean and, and i'm really surprised you didn't, you didn't hear about it 
Yeah, that's an insurrection. Yeah, that's absolutely what that is. I mean, it's January 6th all over again. Whoops. Damn it. I'm not supposed <laughs> to say that day. February 30th. Yeah. Or now, now, you know, all the feds are going to watch. Oh, look what he's doing. He said January 6th. You know, it's the day between January 5th and January 7th, you know, where I call it February 30th. We should call it December. We should, we should call it December 37th. Yeah, December thirty seventh works too. Right? You know, anything that's not a real date because they, you know they're going to catch on. But but you know, okay, fine. So they're sitting in a federal building. They broke into a federal building. They entered it. They trespassed. It sounds like the that sounds like what it, what uh, uh, is needed. You know, like the ingredients to bake a nice insurrection cake. That's what it sounds like, right? You know, you just just add water. And that's all you need to do. And, and <laughs> I don't know, maybe because they're indigenous people or it just doesn't fit the narrative they're not trump supporters so they're not going to make a big deal about it and that's what it is you know we're, we're dealing with a politicized media it's not fair and free you know and and that's just how regimes take power they control the messaging Juliet, uh we are in the middle of uh, subpoenas being issued on this uh december 37th commission and we are watching people like uh steve bannon uh actually be defiant of those subpoenas how far do you think this goes do you think do you think this becomes a base metaphorically a public hanging of some sort with people like steve bannon you know i it's that's what they're going for that's what they really want i just i i don't know i got a lot of hope the other day when the federal judge held the dc prison that's holding the prisoners in contempt because they were refusing to give medical records and i mean he just like blew into them it gave me a lot of hope that maybe there's a chance like maybe that they can't get away with this narrative forever it'll start falling apart but Oh, they're going to try. They're going to try to use it against anyone they can. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's a tricky place. Although, let me just tell you, I live right outside of DC, and I had not heard about that happening yesterday. Yeah, there's a lot of good. There's a lot of good video supposedly circulating of this, but you can't find it. Surprise, <laughs> surprise. They don't want this video to be shown. Surprise, surprise. Britt, since these were indigenous people, they identified as indigenous people, uh, we, have to, we have to revisit something we did a couple nights ago with Kamala Harris. Do you remember these comments? Today, we also know that Native American voters are being systematically denied access to the ballot box, which is why we must pass the Freedom to Vote Act and the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act. Do you remember those comments? We talked about them the other night from uh, Pres Vice President Kamala Harris. Yeah, wasn't she doing? Was yeah, well, we did the check. Yeah, she flaps her arm like she's a chicken. <laughs> so here's my question. Here's my question to you: If these, if these, if these indigenous folks, these American Indians, are on reservations which are considered to be independent lands, these are autonomous nations by definition. How, why are they voting in our elections anyway? How does that work? That's a damn good question there, boss. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they should have their own elections and do their own thing, right? If they're, I mean, they are citizens of the United States, no? I, I don't mean, know. They, they are, they are, country, they are right? considered to be independent nations. These, these Amer American hmm. Indian territories are, that's why they can have casinos, which is now, you know, most places can have casinos now, but it started with just, you know, because they were autonomous. 
You, they, yeah. you can't put a highway yeah, through I, their I, lands I, because they own the land, and you can't, you know, it's, they're not subject to the federal government. So, anyway, it's, it's, it's a rhetorical question. I'm not looking but, for a but, serious answer, but yeah. someone, should, someone should ask it oh. when she throws out things like that. Yeah, and I was. I'm, not, I'm just going to point out if you want to see videos, video of that on on, on Twitter. Uh, follow Andy No, Andy No. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is all over this kind of stuff, and he uh, people the 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 streamers that are out there streaming the the independent news guys. He he knows them all, and he funnels he puts their videos out. So Andy No or Luke Lecro- Luke Rokowski, uh, he has a lot of the videos up too. Um, he I think he was there uh, streaming it, so it's out there. But yeah, again, again, here it is. Uh, these are our shock troops, so they can do what they want. Media covered up, corporate media. You know what? I was listening to Glenn Beck today, and he was talking. Uh, 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 I forgot who, uh, Bill, Bill O'Reilly and Glenn Beck were talking today. All the news, particularly uh, CNN, they're talking about the, the Gupta thing and Joe Rogan. CNN uh, is lucky if they get out of the mills. We've talked about that. But the one thing that, they, that, that Bill O'Reilly said that really was interested, that, that made me go, what? Fox News ratings are audience is down 45%. They're still heads and tails above everybody else, but they're down overall 45%. So all four corporate media, people are waking up and not and just, no. We're, we're we're no longer going to believe your bullshit. Um but you look at the go ahead. No, I, I'm waiting what for you, you to finish. Something? I have something to add to this, oh. but I'm waiting for okay. you to finish. Okay. But I do know that uh, uh, people like uh, people like uh, 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 the Tim Pool types, the the, uh, the Steve Bannon types, all these uh, the Alex Jones numbers, all their numbers are up. I mean, the independent news guys that do shows like we're doing here, all the big guy Dave Rubin, um, they're all up. So people are people are ignoring the corporate media. I, th- I think there's a sizable enough of pe- a sizable amount of people that are starting to red pill. And not believing the narrative. Laura, in our Foxhole chat, you ask if they're, uh, are they not subject to our laws? I honestly don't know how it works. It's a very, very complicated arrangement that the federal government has with these independent Indian nations. And uh, some jurisdictions cross those borders and some don't. I don't know. I was making a point for effect there. Uh, I sadly don't have the answers. I do want to touch on one more thing here, uh, Brett. I don't know if you have anything else. But, Sean, uh, speaking of media and speaking of these alternative media outlets, Politico was sold. Politico was bought by Axel Springer, who uh, paid a billion dollars for Politico, which is an amazing figure considering what it is. Uh, Politico is, of course, a left-leaning online news organization. But the interesting thing here about Politico's new owner, they plan to grow the staff. They're going to launch a paywall, which means its content will no longer be available for free. But here's something that I find very, very curious. He said he expects Politico staffers to adhere, adhere to the Axel Springer-wide guiding principles. Those principles include support for a uni- united Europe, Israel's right to exist in a free market economy, among others. And then later in this piece, it says he expects Politico and other U.S. titles to embody this vision of unbiased, nonpartisan reporting versus activist journalism. Do you think this is a turning point for Politico, Sean? Well, I think oh, yeah. I don't think Axel Springer would buy, as the great Dan Bongino calls it, bullshitico if, uh, you know, if, if he didn't. Uh, yep. Yeah, he, he says that all the time. I love him, you know. Um, but And that's actually funny that you, you uh, that I mentioned Dan Bongino because uh, that's all I need for my news. I don't turn on Fox anymore with the exception of maybe watching Tucker Carlson. Yeah. But I listen to Dan Bongino, Andrew, Andrew Wilkow, and Mark Levin every day, and that's it. 
That's it. <clears throat> I don't need the TV. I don't need the media. I, I watch smaller independent shows like this, you know, which is what Bongino started off as. Yeah. And a lot of these guys started off as. In his basement. In his basement with Joe Armacost, you know, from WCBM, right? So, and look where he is. That's the American dream. And that's why he's so passionate about saving that because it made him. You know, I respect guys like that, but I don't think Springer buys Bullshitico if he doesn't want to reform it. I don't, if he, if he's saying that and putting that out there, then maybe he'll make the change. Uh, and just to finish off the sentence in that last paragraph on this, of this clip that I have here, it says uh, he wants nonpartisan reporting versus activist journalism, which he said is enhancing societal polarization in the United States. I'd say that's probably the understatement of the year, Juliet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably. Um, Although, you know, if this isn't, I feel like I can't trust anything <laughs> I read anymore, but if this is real, like this is really what he's after and that's what he's doing, awesome. Like you take Politico and then you give them actual rules of journalistic ethics and make them adhere to it. I mean, that'd be great. It'd be very confusing. Although I will say, I don't know. I feel like the left doesn't like reading things that they don't agree with. Yeah. So they probably just would stop looking at it. Yeah. But yeah. And maybe another one rises in its place uh, to give them the left leaning information. Britt, comment on any of this. I don't know if you've got something else you want to take it to or you want to call it a night. You're, you're, you're um, all in your lap. So I, right I have now. A th I, all in my lap. Ooh, in my lap. Um, where you love to be. Um, so Politico is, is hemorrhaging. Look at the look on his face. <laughs> Uh, Politico is hemorrhaging money right now. They are they are losing money. So they were for sale or they were going under. Um, I don't know this gentleman at all, but I'm now going to look him up because I didn't see this story. So uh, I'm going to look him up. But you know, for for a while, there's been a drumbeat for a while now that I that I've been hearing on various podcasts and in various independent news media and whatnot is that we need we need a rich somebody rich enough to buy some of these things up these 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 outlets up not to make money with not as a profit center maybe to break even so they're not losing money but and then to just get back to basic journalism and maybe this is the guy that's taking the first step i'm gonna buy this i am a multi-billionaire i can afford to do this or i have an investment group behind me and we're going it doesn't have to make money it just has to break even and if that's the mindset this might be something amazing that could happen that all of a sudden all of a sudden we have a source that is just giving us good old-fashioned boring news. Just the facts, ma'am, Joe Friday style. I wish this guy would do the same thing. CNN is for sale. It's a it's on it's a it's at a fire sell level right now. I'm surprised no multi multi billionaire hasn't snapped it up to have like Bezos snapped up the Washington Post, snaps up CNN, and you know, because people like us will flock to it. We will flock to it, and and love it, and it will it will actually make money because anything. It's right of the tracks tends to make money. Everything left of the tracks just hemorrhages money. So uh, I'm happy for this. Um, do I have anything else? I mean, yeah, I have like 19,000 other things to talk about uh, here. Um, you know, I'm just going to talk about one because we kind of talked about uh, January, uh, February 42nd or whatever it is. Um, <laughs> Obama, uh, Obama appointed judge sentenced nonviolent uh, February 36th defendants to more prison time than the prosecutor asked. Uh, and then it says in quotes, from the judge, there have there have to be consequences for participating in the attempt to violent in the attempted violent overthrow of our government. So Juliet, here's a here, here's here's a judge who's taken it upon himself to dish out his own personal 
personal vendetta on people he disagrees with. Political prisoners uh, that made a deal with prosecutors, and now this judge is saying, "Nah, you know what? We're we're we're, we're gonna ha I'm gonna hammer you more because I don't like you." You know, it sounds like pretty decent grounds for an appeal to me. He should probably have kept his mouth shut a little bit more than that. But I, uh, if I were their lawyers, I would appeal on that just because he sounds so biased. I mean, and obviously he is, but those poor people. Oh, my gosh. Like, it just breaks my heart. And it's like, again, infuriating. Why? Like, this is America. This is, shouldn't be happening. And they're getting away with it. But here oh, we are. But, but here we yep. are, Sean. So basic. So the guy, the guy that the that the, the the other judge said that you're violating his civil rights. You know, he broke his wrist in prison not too long ago, and they still haven't gotten a medical treatment for it. That was part of what pissed the judge off. And now we have this mm -hmm. coming out where this judge is going to inflict extra pain on him. The, all these people are charged with misdemeanors, yet they're still in jail, in solitary confinement, being political prisoners. I mean. Do we, how do we recover from this kind this stuff? This is Soviet level, KGB level, propagandist torture of citizens of our own country. How do we recover from this? So you gotta, gotta fight like hell in the midterms and make sure we take over at least, at least one of the houses of Congress. Cause then we could, we could pull off some blocks, right? We could, we could stop more legislation from being passed. Ideally, we get back in power all three branches of government in 2024 and we strip down the institutions. I'm talking about scorched earth, top down, Trump gets in and just fires everybody and, and goes on a, on, a, on a hiring spree and a training spree. You want to talk about reinvesting your taxpayer dollars, you kill foreign aid, you put it all back into reforming your institutions, right? You know, because we're never going to have faith in the justice system again if we're watching nonviolent protesters sentenced to jail time when nonviolent criminals in New York City are, are, are going out. You can rob a freaking bank nonviolently and have no bail. Right. You know, you can walk in and just say, yo, tell her, give me the money. And if they give you the money, you've successfully robbed the bank in a nice and peaceful way. And you're back on the street. You'll do it again. You know what I mean? The, the bail laws are ridiculous. They talk about, you know, stopping incarceration for nonviolent crimes. And yet you stand in January 79th with a, with a Trump sign and happen to wander inside the building because everybody else is there, not violent. And you're going to jail and you're winding up with broken wrists. It's a disaster. It, it, you know, and. Again, it's just another double standard. Another double standard. I want to uh, thank Laura Kuanin, Kuanin in uh, Foxhole Chat for giving us a ship, JV. We were just given a ship. Now we can sell around the world. Uh, so back to you, JV. <laughs> Comment on whatever you want. Go wherever you want. Let's do whatever you want. Just to pick up, you, on, yeah, pick up on Sean's point there. I mean, we've had so many stories in the news recently. I don't know how many news outlets are actually covering these. But I've certainly seen them, and I know the folks, many of the folks who pay attention to this program have seen them. But, you know, we had a, we had a homeless guy abduct or try to abduct a three-year-old girl walking with, I don't know, was her mom or grandma or nanny or something. In the middle of the day, on, on a street in New York, we had um, a, a, a guy who, who was released after being arrested, I don't know how many times, and released each time, uh, knocked down a woman, an Asian, an Asian nurse, who got a head injury and died from it and we have have another uh, woman who pushed a lady into a, a, a oncoming uh, subway train thank god the woman wasn't significantly hurt yeah sean and the worst thing i think uh, than all that we had brian laundry right 
Right. We had them. We don't anymore because we're more focused yep. on Lego play sets and fake insurrections than actually taking this guy down. And that's why the FBI and these institutions are lost. And that's why they need to be stripped down. There are rank and file guys and gals in there that are doing a good job. But leadership from top to bottom in all the leadership positions in the FBI, something's going on in there. You know, they are, I mean, they're being weaponized by the AG in the schools. It's, 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 it's crazy. That's the only way to change it. You got to tear it down and build it back up. Build back better. Really? He's on the phone. <laughs> you got to build back better. And JV, just, you know, you said that, you know, that the guy knocked the Asian nurse over. He didn't knock her over. He had a buddy filming. He was in an alcove. And as she walked by, he stepped out and co blindsided, cold cocked her. Full black, you know, fist behind the back, full throw, and just dropped her. And when she went down, that's when she hit her head. It was all for TikTok so he could get famous. Uh, it's unreal. But, but that's it. That's what happens when you release real criminals back into society. And then, again, these these poor folks who got caught up in something on uh, December 37th that they didn't recognize was happening and turned it in, you know, and the government turns it into a, a political assault. And they're still sitting in jail without the justice that they deserve as American citizens. So with that, I think we're I think we're good. You have something else? Right. I just want to, in, in, in Foxhole, someone answered our reservation Indian citizen thing. So it says, yes, as U.S. citizens, American Indians and Alaskan natives are generally subject to federal, state and local laws. On federal Indian reservations, however, only federal and tribal laws apply to the members of the tribe unless Congress provides otherwise. Got it. So, Thanks. Thanks for clearing that up. Fun facts. Yeah. So, uh, I, I'm done. Yeah, I am too. Um, Sean, uh, any, any final words, uh, from our friend or anyone else that, uh, that, that might want to say something before we turn it off here? Well, we talked about indigenous people and, uh, we would be remiss if we didn't, uh, talk about America's favorite indigenous person by the name of Pocahontas. Okay. <laughs> She's a senator from the great state of Massachusetts, the once great state, although it's a state that produced uh, John Kerry and uh, little Mitt Romney, okay? And uh, so we don't like it that much, but Elizabeth Warren, Pocahontas, the only person in the history of mankind to fail a DNA test, okay? She failed the DNA test. It's impossible, but now it's possible because of Pocahontas. Good night. <laughs> oh, that's freaking awesome. Uh, I've got I've got okay. your I've got your Twitter handle up there, Sean, but where else can people follow you? Um go to my website. Go to the website here right behind loudmajorityus.com. Okay. And sign up for our newsletter. We we I do the little voice in the supermarket, but there's some really important work that we're doing here locally at the uh, foghorn leghorn that you call it long island on the top and uh, you know yep. we're, 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 if you want to see some cool stuff follow it this week go on facebook and go to uh, long island loud majority we're going to throw a huge trump train caravan uh down long island it's going to go jv you're familiar with long island from, yeah. from basically central nassau county all the way to montauk point last year we did it we had over ten thousand cars wow uh so this time Jesus. we are it's on Sunday. On it's on Sunday at eight o'clock in the morning. We're going to be rolling by ten, and we're we're booking it all the way down. So you you'll see it. There'll be plenty. It'll be all over the Twitter, and and it'll be great. So Sunday, October seventeenth, and uh, 
JV, you're in Cooperstown. If you come down, <laughs> you, you want to go to Montauk. Oh, I'd so, love to. That I, would be amazing. It'll be it'll be a fun day. Keep it keep a lookout. Officialloudmajority.com, yeah. LA Loud Majority Twitter, and at Loud Majority on Instagram. Go go give it a follow. But Juliet, doesn't that look like Foghorn Leghorn on his back with his legs kind of kicked up a little bit? Guys, who's Foghorn Leghorn? <laughs> Oh, oh my god. That's that's she is so scary. young. That's scary. All right. Uh, okay. No, it's fair. It's fair. Okay, so Juliet, uh is if you're you're suspended from Twitter for seven days or whatever it is, can people do people have to wait for you to come back there to to follow your stuff or can they follow you elsewhere? Oh, I already made another account. I followed the show. I'll like post on the post, <laughs> okay. but um I'm also on Gab. Come also on over Gab. to Gab. We have a good, good time at Gab, yeah. All right. Britt, we are still suspended on YouTube. Uh, that suspension is going to be at least two weeks long. And uh, in the meantime, we're just enjoying all of these other platforms that we're on. Yeah, and being able to talk how we want to talk and not have to worry about our overlords. Uh, I do want to uh, remind people in California, Monday, this Monday, is uh, keep your kids home from school to protest the Newsom vaccine mandates. Uh, my kids are staying home. Uh, if we if enough if, if enough kids stay home, we will bankrupt the school system in California, which is already kind of bankrupt. But it, we need to send that message to these teachers and these administrators that, you know what you want? You want to try and muzzle us? We're going to muzzle you by, you know what? Your budgets are going to be screwed and screw you. Right, there you go. This Monday. All right. All right. Uh, listen, follow, subscribe, share, do all of those things. Um, and we will be here. Oh, we have, uh, we've got the weekend review that'll be running over the weekend. If you missed one of the programs during the week, it'll give you an opportunity to see all of the week's programs in succession. That'll be on all our streaming platforms. You'll be able to catch that. So thank you for being here. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Juliet. And thank you to all of you. And thanks for the gifts. Oh, you know, we have to release these things. Don't we have to do that? Hang on. Sorry, guys. Oh, yeah. we got. I got to release the scratchers. We forgot about this. You got the lemons? I'm going to do the scratchers right now. Release the scratch-offs. Release the Kraken. <laughs> what are the scratchers? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think we have. <laughs> yeah, they're like, okay, so so on, so on Foxhole, on Foxhole. <laughs> Yeah, on Foxhole, we can, they, they give little scratches that anybody that's in chat when we're here live and we're streaming, uh, at the end of the run, we push this button that says release scratches, and then they get to scratch and they win gold pills. Um, oh. And then on, oh, on D-Live, it's lemons. Yeah. Yeah, JV has a little a little treasure chest he clicks on, and depending on how much you participate in chat is how many lemons you get as a reward. And there's a so monetary value to them of some sort. Scratchers and lemons. <laughs> okay. Yes, basically. All right, guys, that's going to do it. Thanks for everything. Like we'll see you next time.